Hey, what's going on? Rasan is back with another podcast. This time it's probably not going to be a Jits cast, even though I'm going to talk about some jiu-jitsu stuff here in a little bit. Because I'm on the way to jiu-jitsu. Notice what I'm wearing if you're watching this video. I'm wearing a rash guard, and I'm wearing an old-school Mirkatsu uh, Honey Badger hoodie here. So, <sighs> something happened the other day that I, I felt I needed to talk about that, uh, that kind of bothered me. Um, so... Sure, as everybody's heard by now, in, in the uh, UK there was an Ariana Grande concert, and there was a terrorist attack at this concert, which is very tragic. I mean, over 20 people were killed, including children. Um, I, I know so far they've, they've identified at least you know uh, one eight-year-old that that was that was killed in this horrific attack, and it's it's just a shame that these things are still happening in 2017, you know. But the thing that that really bothered me, I mean, the, the attack was obviously it was it was awful. But what really bothered me is. Um, I'm in the military, or I was in the military, I'm sorry. You know, once a Marine, always a Marine, all that shit. I, I, I was in the Marine Corps for about almost five years. And I noticed that for some reason today, there's been a lot of people that have what I like to call toxic patriotism. And I'll, I'll try to explain that as, as, as best I can. But um, there was some backlash with some of the people in the, in the military community um, basically pointing out that Ariana Grande had spoken out against the U.S. at some point. She said that she hates uh, America and she hates Americans. And they were basically saying that she, you know, she deserved uh, that attack. To which I say, what the fuck is wrong with you? First of all, we as, you know, members of the military, we, we fight for America. You know what I mean? And all things that, that America stands for. And the, you know, the First Amendment with uh, the freedom of speech, I, I think it's a very important thing. You know, the, the freedom of speech doesn't end when somebody says something that you don't agree with. It, it, it protects us all from saying, you know, whatever the fuck you want to say. And so, for her, she could say whatever, obviously I don't agree with what she has to say. I mean, I, I love America, and I consider myself a patriot. But then we have these people out here that want to push some political agenda on the back of a horrific fucking event. Look, kids died at this concert. They were having, trying to have some fun watching the singer, you know, do her thing. And they, they were ripped into by uh, a fragmentation bomb, basically, with, with like nails and a whole bunch of shrapnel. That's, that's a pretty fucked up way to die, and a pretty fucked up way to end your life when you're a child. Um, I don't understand anybody's mindset that would that would try to politicize or or say anything like that. I mean, if somebody says, you know, I don't like America or I hate America or whatever, that doesn't mean they deserve to fucking die, or that people that are watching them do a performance deserve to die either. I mean, what the fuck? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's fucking bullshit. And I, I wish people would, would kind of wake up and have some goddamn compassion. You know what I mean? I, I don't know when this has become acceptable to sit there and, and feign, you know, oh, America's so great, and then shit all over somebody for just saying they don't like America. You know what I mean? It's it's okay for them to say they don't like America. It's their, their opinion. They're entitled to it. Um, I have a lot of opinions that people probably don't. Uh, like and you know I, I can say whatever the fuck I want because this is America like if you want people to be censored because because of their beliefs then you know it's, it's not America you know they, they, that's some un-American shit to say and to do and like I said this is this is a horrific event and and I wish people would just show some compassion you know for the people that lost their lives and all the families that were affected by this tragedy um I don't know much more I want to talk about that because it really just fucking pisses me off, man. And, and the fact that I saw a whole bunch of, of my military family really latching onto this thing, saying, yeah, fuck her and fuck her concerts and blah, 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 blah. You guys are fucking missing the point, man. You're all fucking missing the point. 
if you think I'm missing the point, you know, whatever, that's your opinion, but, you know, you can go fuck yourself, how about that, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say, but I can also say go fuck yourself, I don't, I don't wish, I don't wish you to fucking die by a goddamn bomb, I just think your opinion's wrong, so, I think that's all I'm gonna say on that, I don't want to keep this, this podcast too negative, especially when I'm driving, I don't want to get fucking road rage, especially here in California, man, there's probably gonna be a bunch of traffic here coming up pretty soon, because it's, it's rush hour, I'm getting kind of lucky right now with, uh, with traffic, so, let me just get back to some some jiu-jitsu, get off some of that some some of that bullshit I was just talking about. So recently, I, I've been noticing that um, I've been having a lot of fun uh, doing jiu-jitsu, but I, I'm seeing some flaws in my jiu-jitsu. I mean, I'm getting a lot better, but I've abandoned some of the things that kind of got me good to begin with. But I've also embraced other things that are get that are, they are getting me better. But I kind of stopped working out. I guess I, I haven't really lifted weights in a long time. Not like I'm, I'm not weak or anything. I haven't gained a bunch of weight because I went on the keto diet and I actually lost a bunch of weight. But I, uh, I used to get up at like 5:30 in the morning, get up and fucking work out. You know, uh, do a kettlebell routine, some jump ropes, you know, some um, battle ropes, stuff like that. I used to have a pretty awesome routine in the morning, and uh, I just kind of stopped doing it. And I just been thinking about it. And I'm wondering why the fuck I did that. Um, I think one of the things is that you know when I first started doing jiu-jitsu a lot of people they would complain that you know I was I, I was I was strong you know what I mean I, I fucking hated hearing that shit um because there's a lot of people that are, that are faster than me you know what I mean or are more technical than me and, and I never complain when they were faster than me or more technical than me because you know them them's the breaks you know if you're faster than me or more technical than me you know that's that's just the way it is um I never complained about that shit but for some reason in, in jiu-jitsu people complain about strength and honestly I wasn't really trying I mean when I was like new new Obviously, I was trying not to fucking die. So, yeah, strength was a factor. So, I would continually, you know, rely on strength, which is stupid because, you know, my gas tank at the time when I first started, I was about 210, and uh, it wasn't the greatest, to be honest. I was just coming over. I'm a pretty significant sort of injury. I have a, what's called a bilary dyskinesia. So, basically, what that means is the thing that connects my liver, gallbladder, and pancreas to my stomach is fucked up. And uh, I, I, I end up having my gallbladder taken out. And long story short, when they took my gallbladder out, basically, uh, now my, my pancreas gets fucked up. I had pancreatitis uh, probably like 12 to 20 times in the span of a year. It was fucking awful. And, and uh, before that, I was basically, I was uh, like in bodybuilder shape. I was a pretty big guy. Um, and I was at probably the peak of my fitness, like in my entire life. I was in my, you know, early 30s. And I was at the peak of my fitness, but then this whole, you know, thing just fucking took me off the table for a good, you know, two years. And, you know, I, I gained some weight, you know, gained, gained some fat. I didn't get as fat as I used to be. I, When I got out of the Marine Corps, I actually ballooned up to like 250. Um, I didn't get that big. I ended up being about about 210. That's when I started my jiu-jitsu journey. And, uh, yeah, and people would talk about how, you know, I would use strength and all that stuff. And, and you know, it really started to bother me. And, I, and it really made me kind of change my game. I think for the it's sort of for the better, but sort of not. I mean, because you, you got to use some kind of strength, you know what I mean? in jiu-jitsu to, to do certain techniques, you know, so I, I just, I, I didn't really understand where that was coming from, um, and, and the thing for me is that jiu-jitsu is actually built for the smaller and weaker guy, so I think if somebody's complaining about, you know, me being stronger, I mean, maybe they forgot what jiu-jitsu is all about, um, I wasn't trying to bully people, I was just trying to fucking survive because I was new, you know, just survival, you know, and, and, and I had very little, you know, grappling background before, except for like the Marine Corps and just fucking around with friends in the Marine Corps, you know what I mean? Just like basic grappling and stuff like that. So um, mentally, you know, it, it got to me and I, I started um, 
to stop, you know, really lifting weights. Um, then I kind of got back into it, and then I really embraced technique. Um, and I got really good at, you know, certain techniques like the, the straight ankle lock and, and kimuras. Even though kimuras is more of a strength move, but the way I, I do my kimuras are, uh, are, are usually pretty technical. Um, I, I think that everybody that rolls at me would, would, would agree with me when I say that. I mean, I, I catch kimuras from, from all angles, and I, and I almost never use um, a lot of power to get them. Uh, I'm usually trying to catch somebody in a transition or, or you know, trying to trick them. And if, and if I feel like I have to use, if I get to like the 80% of my strength where I have to pull, you know, I'm pulling on a Kimura and I'm just rolling with somebody, I'll just abandon it. Because, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't have to power through something to get to get the uh, submission. So, well, what, what came with that, though, is that, you know, I was embracing so much technique that I, that I totally gave up strength and conditioning. And my, my conditioning is still pretty good, especially my, my jiu-jitsu conditioning. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty good right now. But my strength, uh, I think, has has been affected. I don't feel weaker per se, but I'm also I also recognize that I haven't been lifting weights, so I I, I have to be weaker at this point. There, there's no way that I, I can I should be able to do the, the kind of uh, lifting that I did before. I mean, it was all it was all functional fitness stuff, like I explained before, and it was all it was all fun stuff. So you know, I'm gonna get back to that and uh, and really start to embrace that more and and try to get some. Um, some more explosiveness back into my into my jiu-jitsu game because because it was a lot of fun you know uh, to be able to move around um, and, actually, and actually rely on some strength not a whole lot of strength but some strength and I, I don't want to be in a situation where there's a guy that's bigger than me or stronger than me and I can't I can't do anything to them because I, I lack I, I lack the strength now so it's just an interesting you know kind of thing that that I've been thinking about for the past couple of weeks and I, and I think that I think laziness for me is, is part to do with it too. I don't consider myself a lazy person, but I think that sometimes I'll, I'll I could do things a, a little better. You know what I mean? I, mean, I guess it is kind of lazy, but some people um, they've asked me because I'm I'm usually a pretty motivated person. You know, I'm I'm pretty successful in my in my career. I'm a, I'm a computer nerd, so I, I've been doing that since I was in I was in high school. Basically, I've been doing the I've been doing some sort of IT job since I was 17 years old. So. That's uh, it's 20 years at this point, so that, that tells you how old I am, and I'm, I'm pretty good at it. And I, I, I like to do things that I'm that I'm not good at now. I think that's one of the reasons why jiu-jitsu really appealed to me is because when I first started, I was fucking terrible, terrible. I was getting my ass kicked on a daily basis, and I fucking loved it because it was something where it just clicked in my brain where, you know, I'm used to doing things that I'm good at, and now all of a sudden I'm not, but I can see there that there's a path to me to get better, and I. With the training partners that I had, I, you know, I go to a really good gym called Toa Fitness in, in Newark, California, and I'm under Mauricio Alonso, which, you know, most of you all know. He's a really good coach, and all, everybody that I'm, that I'm there with, are, they're all really good, too. And I've been, really been in, embracing jiu-jitsu and just really being a student of the game and working on my, my techniques and, and really adjusting what's good for me in jiu-jitsu. I think that's what a lot of people with jiu-jitsu might kind of... Um, not understand when they first start is that jiu-jitsu is entirely customizable to you um if you guys have seen the videos of me and mauricio we have drastically different body styles i'm kind of built like a gorilla and he's built um he's more lanky i mean he's he's a really strong guy too and he's and he's, he's tall and lanky but he's he's really strong so there's a lot of techniques that he can do like ways in me obviously he's a fucking black belt i'm a blue belt all right but there's techniques that he can do naturally that are way easier for him than it is for me like uh at first you know when i was first doing jiu-jitsu I thought I would never be able to try, be able to do a triangle, especially the way that some of these lanky guys can do it. And they can easily throw their legs up and catch me in a triangle or anybody in a triangle. You know, for me, when I first started, I just could not get my legs in that position. 
know, after I lost some weight and worked on some flexibility, now I can definitely get uh, triangles. But um, Mauricio's style of jiu-jitsu and my style of jiu-jitsu are really different. Like I said, because his arms are longer and his legs are longer. So what he's going to go for are things that I'm not, I'm not going to go for. So for him, things that are that are kind of more natural are, are going to be like chokes, darces, triangles, you know, shit like that. And for me, uh, you know, doing the things that are more compact, like, you know, straight ankle locks and, and kimuras and, and stuff like that, um, those are more to my style. And I think that, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're a new white belt or, or if you're still struggling in your jiu-jitsu journey, I think you should really consider evaluating your game and your body type and seeing what works for you. I think that's what really propelled my game. And I'm not the best fucking blue ball on the planet, all right? I'd be the first to admit that. I'm pretty good, but I'm nowhere near the best. Um, not even, I'm probably average at this point. Well, maybe a little better than average, but you know. Um, but I see my, I've seen myself get better just through customizing jiu-jitsu to me. So. Uh, a tip for me to, to, if you're new, is really, I mean, obviously follow your, your instructor's uh, drills and whatever style is, but also you need to figure out well, what's going to work for you. You know, what's going to be your go-to moves? Those are really important. Like when I first started doing jiu-jitsu, my go-to moves were, um, what the fuck did I start? I first, when I first started doing uh, head and arm triangles, like I used to fucking love those things. I, and, I, and I figured out how to chain those together because I, I would get the side control and look for the head and arm triangle. If, if I couldn't get that, I would go for the Americana. If I couldn't go for that, I'd go for the Kamor. If I couldn't go for that, I'd go for the, the straight arm lock from, from side control. If I couldn't do that, there was like this weird step over fucking thing that I used to do that I, that I completely abandoned for what's called the ninja choke, which is where you use your uh, your own gi to choke somebody. And these are all things from one position. It was from side control. Once I figured out that I can chain shit together by throwing up multiple attacks and having them have to defend certain attacks and then knowing what they're going to do next, that's where shit started to click for me. And I think that if you're new and you're struggling, it's because you don't know how to, first of all, you're probably lacking the basics. So definitely work on your basics first. And once you get those down, then really try to get your own customized game. When I say basics, I mean basic, basic shit like shrimping. There's a lot of people that I know that, that don't trip properly. And it's really fucking weird to me. It's like, I, I've seen some white belts that, I, that I've been going you know, to our gym for, for months and they still don't trim properly and then once we do like certain techniques they'll be confused on which way their body's supposed to go is because they're missing that basic technique shrimping is super fucking important um shrimping is also called hip escape depending on what kind of gym you go to so it's, it's a super basic movement that can get you out of a lot of trouble like i used to not use it a lot and then once i started using it more i can escape especially nogi um i can escape shit pretty fucking easily now like if somebody gets the side control or, or mount on me i'm pretty confident in, a, in my escapes, or at least my defense, you know what I mean? I, I think that's that's really important, is, uh, is knowing that defense. And then, getting back to what I was saying before, when you customize stuff to you, and you start, you know, understanding attacks that, that, are, that are good for you and your body type, also understand how to defend those. And I think that's another thing that people uh, sort of miss. They'll, they'll get really good at attacking with a technique, but they'll have no idea how to defend them. Because, I mean, yeah, it's cool to attack somebody with, you know, your quote-unquote signature technique or your finishing move that's dope but you also have to know how to defend it and you also have to know the the downfalls of those techniques because it's not I, I don't think there is well there probably is like a perfect technique i think the renegade choke is pretty fucking perfect if you do it right you know what i mean um it's, it's pretty high percentage you know low risk um and, I, and i'll give you an example of, of what i'm talking about for me i got super good at the straight ankle lock the main reason why is because um, partway through my jiu-jitsu career, 
um, I tore my TFCC. It's a tendon that goes through your, your wrist. I'm pointing to where it is. It's on the outside of your wrist. And I tore it about 60% and I had to get it uh, repaired. And when I got it repaired, they told me I, was gonna, I couldn't do jiu-jitsu for like four months. And I was like, it seems like a long fucking time to be honest with you. And I, and I, was, I knew I was going to struggle with uh, you know, staying off the mats for that long. Especially after, you know, jiu-jitsu does a lot for me, which also helps me with... Because um, I have depression and PTSD, which I'll, I'll talk about on a different podcast. And jiu-jitsu really fucking helps me with that. And I, I knew if I stopped doing jiu-jitsu and I couldn't work out, because obviously I was down one hand that I might slip into some sort of depression. And so, you know, I, I would go to the gym. Uh, basically, I had the surgery done. I, I was in like a, a splint for uh, over a, for a month. And after I got taken off, I still had to, like, I, I still can basically use my, my hand. It was worthless for a good, basically three, four months. And then the, and the, the uh, physical therapy for that was pretty fucking brutal too. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, um, I decided to go to the gym with my splint after the surgery just to like watch to make sure I just keep my mind sharp on jiu-jitsu just don't forget you know what, what it's like to be in the gym looking at these techniques watch people drill shit like that I mean that's good and it's bad it was great because I got to do what I want to do I got to see make sure I didn't you know miss stuff but it was bad because I wanted to get on those fucking mats I was so hungry to get back on those mats um, so what I did was my workaround was I, I took um, after my my hand got out of the splint where I could kind of move around a little bit um, where I could safely be out of the splint what I did was, when I went to jiu-jitsu, I put it back in the splint, and then I would uh, take my hand and put it in my belt, and then hold on my belt, and basically roll one-handed, okay? I know that sounds fucking ridiculous, but it made my game so much goddamn better because I, I never noticed how bad my, my balance was. You don't, you don't notice how bad anything is until you take something away, and it was my, I'm right-handed, and so it forced me to use my left side way fucking more than I used to, and I think that really balanced my body out eventually once I got my hand back and, and rehabbed and stuff like that. So um, I got good at straight ankle locks because I, I, I could do that with one hand with the gi. I could do it with one hand without the gi too, but it's, it's pretty fucking difficult. You have to be pretty unskilled to, for me to catch you with that. But anyway, so I, I got good with the straight ankle lock, attacking with the straight ankle lock, okay? I wasn't good at defending it yet, but I knew how to catch somebody with that shit real fucking quick. And so what, what, ha what happened was eventually I got my, my two hands back and then people at my gym they started noticing that I, I, that was like my finishing move right so people would uh would catch on to that and they started doing the triangle locks too and um when they started doing that i used i started getting caught in triangle locks and i was wondering like how the fuck am i so good at, at doing this move but i'm so terrible at defending at it it's because i didn't really understand how to defend it and so once i really started researching and, and you know through trial and error how to defend it um, i got really better at attacking because once I knew like how to defend, I knew what they were probably gonna do to defend it. And it made me uh, expect that if I didn't uh, catch them with that submission right away, I knew where they probably were gonna go. And so that's another thing I, I would definitely uh, recommend to somebody that's, that's doing jiu-jitsu is, is learn that, that attack and defense. Because when you learn that defense, it's gonna make your attacks that much better. Um, it's just my opinion. Like I said, I'm, I'm just a blue belt here. I'm in this journey. And uh, I hope you guys are on this journey with me together. Uh, if you're new, this is probably gonna uh, it's probably gonna benefit you way more than uh, than if you're obviously you're more experienced. But you know, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm almost at the gym now. Uh, I can't believe I talked all pretty much all the way to the gym. So uh, that was pretty good. There was a, wasn't a lot of traffic, so that's uh, that's good. So anyway, I hope you like this podcast. Uh, I'm gonna do some more um, kind of non 
jujitsu podcast probably coming up. I, I know I, you know, I spoke briefly about uh, depression and PTSD. I'm a, I want to talk about that um, at some point in a, in a podcast. There's a few other things I want to talk about too, uh, about like my time in the military and and how I, how I like to stay um, kind of disciplined about things and, and how I could probably help people. I'm not a fucking self-help guru by any uh, stretch of the means, but I do have um, people that ask me, you know, like how, how I do certain things. Like I, 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 don't, I don't use an alarm clock, which people think is weird. And I haven't used an alarm clock ever since the Marine Corps. So um, I think those are like little things that help me stay disciplined every fucking day. So uh, anyway, uh, this is Rashawn, otherwise known as Cronus, um, or Birkatu, if you're some people that uh, used to roll me a long time ago in Jiu-Jitsu. So yeah, I'm out this bitch. Peace.